Welcome to Continual Gift of Self, the podcast of talks, fervorinos, and homilies from Loper Catholic and the St. Teresa of Calcutta Newman Center. You can learn more about St. Teresa's and the Lord's work on the college campuses in Kearney, Nebraska by connecting with us on our website, lopercatholic.org, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages with the handle at Loper Catholic. Now, enjoy this installment of Continual Gift of Self, and please pray for us. God bless. Well, good morning. Um, here on the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudete Sunday, rejoice it comes from the, fir- the first word of the entrance antiphon that we did not hear from this morning, but it's rejoice Jerusalem, uh, Gaudete Jerusalem. So today is a day of rejoicing. It's a um, it's an opening up of the penitential season of Advent to 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 see in a in a great way the hope that is dawning before our eyes, the hope of the coming of the Messiah, and so we rejoice today. In our gospel, just like last week, we heard about and were introduced to the figure of John the Baptist. Again, we encounter John the Baptist. And we encounter him in a deeper way this Sunday. John is, uh, as we know him, as the one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, the cousin of Jesus, who was out in the desert. He was at the Jordan River. And he was drawing to himself all of the nation of Israel. And they were repenting from their sins, turning back to the Lord, preparing for what they couldn't possibly imagine. And last Sunday we talked about John the Baptist as the one calling people to the new exodus. And we'll go into all the details of that, but the first exodus ended with the same place where John the Baptist was in the, in the desert by the Jordan River. So the new exodus begins. This new exodus that has a destination. The destination is paradise. So we know that paradise is the eternal kingdom. But there, Jews from Jerusalem, priests, Levites, Pharisees, they couldn't figure out this man. They couldn't figure him out. So they went out to meet him to ask him, who are you? Where do you come from? And we might want to judge those who were sent out to ask these questions of, of John the Baptist, but they were doing their due diligence. It'd be the equivalent of if there was somebody on campus just preaching away, and and I did nothing to find out who this person was. You say, Father, aren't you going to do anything? Oh, he's fine. And just sit over here and do nothing. Don't ask any questions like, hey, where are you from? Let's get a coffee. Let's talk. You'd be like, you're not doing your due diligence, Father. Do your thing. Be a priest. And this is what the priests, Levites, the Pharisees were doing. John the Baptist, there's a crazy man wearing camel hair in the desert, baptizing people. They're going to do that, right? They went a little too far, but they're going to do that. So they ask him. That's into that. They ask him, so who are you? Are you the Christ? Are you the Mashiach, the anointed one? And he says, no, I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the Christ. Well, then are you Elijah? Because Elijah was supposed to come 
before the Lord? And he says, no. There's a contradiction between this and yesterday's gospel, actually, from Saturday, from the gospel of Matthew. He says that Jesus says he is Elijah. So just a little point on that. So Elijah uh, was a figure in the Old Testament, a prophet, a great prophet that ascended into heaven. It didn't die. Elijah didn't die. So there's the person of Elijah, like the reincarnation of Elijah. And there's the spirit of Elijah. And so Jesus is talking about John the Baptist as the spirit of Elijah, the one announcing the coming of the Lord, a prophet, versus Elijah like, like Jesus rising from the dead. The one rising from the dead, the person of Elijah, is going to come before the second coming. This other one is John the Baptist's. So no, he's not Elijah in the flesh. The spirit of Elijah, the prophecy of the Messiah, yes. So he's not Elijah in the flesh. Are you the prophet? Who's the prophet? Moses. Moses is the prophet. You're not Moses. So then who are you? I'm the voice of the one crying out in the desert. Isaiah 40. It's the prophecy. The one who is to precede the Messiah to get the people ready, to call them to repentance. So this is who John the Baptist is. They say, you don't have the authority to baptize, why are you baptizing? Baptism was prevalent in the Jewish society. You went into mikvahs. Mikvah is a pool of water. You go in there and ritually wash yourself before you enter into the temple. And so only Levites could do the ceremonial washings. So if you're not Christ, Elijah, the prophet, why are you baptizing? I'm baptizing with water only. Baptizing with water only. There's somebody among you. You don't recognize. And this is the problem. They didn't recognize. Whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to untie. And that line, my friends, is the good news. This is the good news. I'm not worthy to untie a sandal strap. In, in that time period, who untied the sandal strap? Slaves. Slaves untie the sandal straps of their master when they come home from a hard day's work. They bend down, untie those, take the sandals off, and wash the feet of their master. But I'm not even worthy of being a slave to this one. So who is this one? They don't recognize. Who's coming after? Who's going to baptize with water and the Holy Spirit? It's the Messiah. The good news is the Messiah isn't just another person. Like we had Moses, we had David, we had Elijah, we have John the Baptist, who everybody thought was the Messiah throughout human history. And all of them did amazing things. Elijah raised people from the dead. Moses went into Egypt and freed two million people from slavery to Pharaoh without one act of violence. Oh, there was the plagues, I get it. But he didn't do anything. He didn't take an army in. It was him and his brother. So many great figures in the Old Testament. David the king united the entire, the entire nation. 
who was also anointed. This Messiah is God Himself. God in the flesh. That's the good news. Something's actually going to happen because it's God acting within human history. It's God taking on human flesh. It's God that's going to save. Sin and death don't have a chance because God's going to break those bonds. He's not going to be risen from the dead. He's going to rise from the dead by His own divine power and authority. Which will break all of those chains. This is the good news that Jesus Christ is the God of the universe. And He chose us to save. To unite back to Himself. And that's the proclamation of the Gospel that God has taken on human flesh. Listen to every other voice working against that in the entire world. In Nazareth, when I visited one time, there was a sign. A big, huge banner. Bigger than a semi-truck that said, there is one God and He never became man. It was three blocks from the church, of the, the church of the Annunciation. Listen to the news media. Listen to everything else. The saying, we're nuts. Even ones that say, Jesus Christ, He was just a, just a great guy. This political guy that came to reach out to the poor to bend down. Like, we're St. Teresa of Calcutta. St. Teresa is amazing. She's not God. There's people that call Jesus just another Mother Teresa. He's God. And God is going to dwell among us and not just hang out and say good things, actually make a change in our life. And that change comes through our baptism. He's going to baptize with water and the Holy Spirit. And He did. Guys, Our humanity has had divinity mingled with it. What Adam and Eve sought to take through no authority their own from the tree, we have received freely from God, His own life. You and I have divine blood flowing in us. God has mingled His divinity with our humanity. There's a prayer in the Mass. You might even wonder, maybe you don't even pay attention. The priest comes to the side of the altar and he takes water and he puts a drop of water into the wine. That's the mingling. It's a recollection of God's mingling of divinity with humanity in the person of Jesus Christ. This is the good news. That God has mingled His divinity with our humanity. We're becoming divine. Every communion Every sacrifice you make to say no to that that good of this earth and yes to God is transforming your soul more and more into the likeness of Jesus Christ who is fully God and fully man. Perfectly united, humanity and divinity. That's the goal and destination. That's our call. And this is what John the Baptist is announcing in the desert. Everything's different. 
Because we're different. God is mingling His divinity with our humanity. So we rejoice. The oft-joked-about vestments of this mass, this is appropriate color. It's more like a brandy. When that water mixes with the wine, take red wine, mix a little water with it, and look at the color. It's because God is mingling His divinity with our humanity, and it causes us to rejoice. May John the Baptist continue to intercede in our lives. May our hearts be made ready for the coming of the Christ. May we recognize already within ourselves the divinity that's been mingled with our humanity. May our lives forever change. May we align ourselves with the Christ.